Good morning, everybody. You're tuning to the news and morning mixtape. It is Friday, February 24th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitzer, reporting for CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto, and here are our top stories from today. Flight and classes canceled as snowstorm hits Ontario. Google tests blocking news content for some Canadians in response to government bill. On the anniversary eve of the war in Ukraine, the country defends front and Putin talks about nuclear arsenal. And then we'll hear from Samina with her segment, Turn the Page. So let's get into it. In Ontario this week, harsh winter conditions hit the province, causing travel disruptions, school cancellations and power outages. On Wednesday, amid warnings that the winter storm coming in from the west could affect air travel, Air Canada, WestJet and Jazz Aviation delayed or canceled a lot of their flights, according to the tracking service FlightAware. The cancellations continued throughout the week. Yesterday, in a tweet, the Toronto Pearson Airport warned travelers the lingering effects from the storm could still impact their flights. About the cancellation this week, Air Canada spokesperson Peter Fitzpatrick said in an email, We are monitoring the weather and we have made some schedule adjustments in anticipation of the storm, and this is ongoing as the situation evolves. The spokesperson also added that customers will be rebooked or can opt for a refund. WestJet said in an email that all guests would be rebooked on the first available flight in within 48 hours. And as of 11.55 a.m. on Thursday, nearly 17% of Pearson's 467 scheduled departures have been cancelled, while 15% of the 479 arriving flights have been cancelled as well. And not only flights were disrupted because of the weather in Ontario. Because of an increased volume in snowfall this week, Environment Canada issued a statement on late Tuesday saying that surfaces such as highways, roads, walkways, and parking lots will become icy, slippery, and hazardous. The statement also read, If visibility is reduced while driving, slow down, watch for taillights ahead, and be prepared to stop. On Wednesday, after harsh snowfall during rush hour in Toronto, 41 of its bus stops were out of service as of 5 p.m. because they were located in hilly areas that became difficult to navigate, said the city's transit commission. While the forecast is looking ugly for the Toronto area, it, the weather could get even worse in other parts of the province, according to CBC News. Blackouts were reported in Windsor, Texas, as of 7 p.m. on Wednesday, and Wing Utilities said that there were multiple outages in the region, the most affected area being South Windsor, where there are 2,260 homes and businesses without power. Elk Energy, which serves Essex, Lakeshore, and Kingsville says there are multiple outages in its area as well. On Twitter, the company said, All crews have been dispatched to restore hydro as quickly and safely as possible. And for a weather forecast, Torontonians will see temperatures at around minus 15 Celsius tonight, as well as light snow Saturday morning, according to the Weather Network. Saturday's weather will range from negative 3 and negative 5, and Sunday will see a mix of clouds and sun with a high of positive 3 degrees and a low of minus 6. And now onto tech. Google is blocking some Canadian users from viewing news content in what the company says is a test run of potential response to the Liberal government's online news bill, according to the Canadian press. Also known as Bill C-18, the Online News Act would require digital agents such as Google and Meta, which owns Facebook, to negotiate deals that would compensate Canadian media companies for republishing their content on their platforms. The company said Wednesday that it is temporarily limiting access to news content for under 4% of its Canadian users as it assesses possible responses to the bill. All types of news content are being affected by the test, 
which will run for about five weeks, the company said. That includes content created by Canadian broadcasters and newspapers. Google spokesman Shea Purdy in a written statement on Wednesday said, We've been fully transparent about our concern that C-18 is overly broad and if unchanged, could impact products Canadians use and rely on every day. A spokesperson for the Canadian Heritage Minister, Pablo Rodriguez, said Canadians will not be intimidated and called it disappointing that Google is borrowing from Meta's playbook. Last year, Facebook's parent company threatened to block use of its site in response to the bill. Rodriguez has argued that the bill, which is similar to a law that Australia passed in 2021, will enhance fairness in the digital news marketplace by creating a framework and bargaining process for online behemoths to pay media outlets. But Google expressed concerns in a House of Commons committee that the prospective law does not require publishers to adhere to basic journalistic standards and that it would favor large publishers over smaller outlets, and that it could result in the proliferation of cheap, low-quality, clickbait content over public interest journalism. And onto world news, on the eve of the anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine this Thursday, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced plans to deploy new Sarmat multi-warhead intercontinental ballistic missiles this year. Earlier this week, he suspended Russia's participation in the START nuclear arms control treaty. Putin said Russia would pay increased attention to strengthening the nuclear triad, referring to nuclear missiles based on land, sea, and the air. According to Reuters coverage, Ukraine and its Western allies have brushed off the nuclear talk as a diversion from a failing Russian military campaign on the ground, a year after Putin launched the biggest land war in Europe since World War II. The last weeks have seen Russia mount infantry assaults across frozen ground in battles described by both sides as the bloodiest of the war. According to Ukrainian military, the Ukrainian forces repelled 90 Russian attacks in the northeast and east on Wednesday. Ukrainian military spokesperson Brigadier General Olensky Grimov said Moscow was trying to use its manpower advantage to exhaust Kiev's forces. According to Reuters, Ukraine has shut some schools for the war's anniversary in anticipation that Moscow might launch long-range missiles attacks to mark the date. But Kiev officials said they believe Moscow no longer has the capability for dramatic show of force. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with Samina for Turn the Page. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. February is an important month. It is Psychology Month, Nutrition Month, or Romantic Month, and it signals the start of an important history lesson that continues to gain the recognition it deserves, Black History Month. This year's theme is ours to tell. It represents both an opportunity to engage in open dialogue and a commitment to learning more about the stories Black communities in Canada have to tell about their histories, successes, sacrifices, and triumphs. What does it mean to be seen? How do you keep fighting for recognition? Why is it so easy to be ignored? How would early acknowledgement impact the present and future? The title of the book is Out of the Sun. The author is Issei Edugan. If you recognize the name Issei, she won the Scotiabank Giller Prize twice, first in 2011 for her book Half-Blood Blues, and again in 2018 for Washington Black. Issei is a well-known Canadian novelist. This book is a composition of her CBC lecture series, Massey Hall. 
In writing this book, she wants the reader to first acknowledge the vastly unequal places from which we speak, the ways some have been denied voices and others are so easily heard. Issei writes about people who have been erased, neglected, and forgotten, and how their stories can be reclaimed. One of my favorite aspects of the book is its international backdrop. Each essay takes place in a different location. A few of the essay titles are Canada and the Art of Ghosts, Asia and the Art of Storytelling, America and the Art of Empathy, Europe and the Art of Seeing. If you're noticing a trend, Issei focused her essays on artists. One of the heartbreaking lines is Issei describing the work of Kende Wiley's paintings, writing, in the grandeur of every expression and every pose that evoked Velasquez, Gaudian, Caravaggio, what I was really seeing was a plea to have an essential humanity acknowledged. This isn't just a book about identity or race. Issei also writes about storytelling and speakers' infusion of their fears and desires to comfort, romanticize, or demonize how stories are told. Think about that as you turn the pages. If there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at CGRU1280. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next Friday with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitze. Thanks for listening.